Hello everyone, welcome back to It Is Well podcast. I'm your host Bontu and this is the show where I share my Christian experience, life lessons, health tips, prophecy series and so much more. If you're new here, welcome. Please like, share and subscribe to stay updated on the new episodes of It Is Well podcast. On today's episode, we will be talking about the hour of his judgment has come. And this session will be led by our brother Thierry Kobeto. The key text for today comes from John 3.16 that I believe most of us know that says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to die for us on the cross, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I hope that you have been blessed um, by this key text and I hope that you continue carrying it in your day-to-day life and believe and know that God is with you and that he loved you so much that he sent his only son to die for you. Let's pray before we start. Dear God, thank you so much for each and every blessing. We pray that as we dive into your word and as as our brother Thierry leads us into your word that we may be blessed and that you may share with others as well. In Jesus' name I have prayed and believed. Amen. Hi beloved, I hope you are all doing well. Uh, So I want to welcome you all to this Bible study as we are going to be looking at some interesting things in the book of Daniel and Revelation. So today we are going to be looking at, um, uh, as I told you last time, as I told you last time, we looked at at prophetic times, you know. There were some prophetic times that we saw. uh, We saw like the 490 years, we saw... Uh, the 483 years um, we saw we also saw the uh, we also saw the 2300 years and this time we, I'm going to kind of like speak specifically uh, on the fulfillment of this time prophecy which is 2300 years and that's going to take us to some to some time in the in the in the future because this was prophesied back then so this time has a fulfillment in the future you know but as we compare it to our time this time was fulfilled uh in the in the was fulfilled in the 19th century yeah but before we begin Again, I would like to start with a word of prayer. So let's pray. Dear Father, I want to thank you that you have chosen to use me as your instrument. So I want to humble myself now so that you can come and use me. May you cleanse me from all unrighteousness so that every word that I speak it is not uh, it is not by might nor by power but by your Holy Spirit. So May you also impress the hearts of those who are going to be listening. And I pray all these blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, so today we are going to be looking at the fulfillment of the time prophecy, 2,300 years. So to be more specific, this is concerning the time of judgment. Like when the judgment began. So this judgment which began after the fulfillment of the, of the 20. 2300 days in other words if you convert it because this is prophetic days so if you convert it it's going to give you 2300 years so i'm going to i would like to invite you to the book of daniel chapter 8 and i'll be reading verse 13 14 and 19 to see what these all these things are about so as you remember last time i told you that if you want to count to do a countdown of these time prophecies we have to begin from the time when the when the construction um, went forth the construction of Jerusalem and the temple so we saw that the beginning of that the time prophecy 
it was going to start from 457 BC so now I'm going to read and then I'll kind of like be going over uh, some of the uh, some of the some of the prophecies concerning this time prophecy yeah so the Bible says this was this was Daniel this was Daniel and then he says then I heard a holy one speaking and another holy one said to that certain one who was speaking okay so here we have two men one is Jesus and the other one is Gabriel so there were two men who was who were standing here with Daniel and uh, here it says how long will the vision be so this was Gabriel asking Jesus he was saying uh, concerning the daily sacrifices we already saw what this what the daily sacrifices are and the transgression of desolation the giving both uh, the giving of both the sanctuary and the host to be trumpeted on the foot and he said to me for how long for 2300 days then the sanctuary shall be cleansed so in other words for the sanctuary to be cleansed there is a service that was done in the sanctuary so in order for us to understand what all these meant we have to first of all look at the sanctuary so we can know what it meant so in order for something to be cleansed that means it is dirty right that means it is dirty and it needs to be cleansed yeah but it is not like the cleansing that many people think of if you look at the if you look at the uh, like the the original translation like the original language you see that it's more of like restoration you know yeah so it goes on to say and he say look i am making known to you what shall happen in the later time of the indignation for at the appointed time the end shall be so the bible shows us that this time refers to a to a to a time uh to a time of the end so that means that at the time of the end this is when this fulfillment of the 2300 days is going to take place so let's look at the sanctuary some of the aspects in the sanctuary so we can understand what it means to cleanse the sanctuary So the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 25 I'll be reading verse 2 8 and 9 it says this was God speaking to the children of Israel as men sinned there was a separation between us and God and they they had to be a sacrifice in the in the in the place of men in the place of men so that we can be reconciled to God you know and that's why Jesus came here that's why Jesus came into this in the into this world you know to take the penalty that we deserved but there was uh there was a a copy or a foreshadow of the sacrifice of Jesus and this is what we're going to be looking at so there was a, there, there were services that was that were done in the sanctuary and all these services were concerning the ministry of Jesus beginning from the sacrifice and they're going to see other things that were done in the sanctuary so the bible says this was god saying to moses he said speak to the children of israel that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly with it, with his heart you shall take my offering and let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them and then he also says according to all that I show you that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the tabernacle of all its furnishings just so you shall make it so here god is telling moses like speak to the children of israel that they should bring me sacrifices offerings and all those kind of things so that's kind of like the sacrifice that was supposed to take your place as you seen you had to bring an offering a, a sin offering to for the remission of your sins and then God said like make me a sanctuary so a sanctuary this was the temple that was built by Moses you know and uh God shows us the bible shows us that the the the, the pattern that they followed it was the pattern of the temple was that was in heaven and we are going to see like what were the things that were in this temple so there is a There is what there is a there is what the Bible shows us like what was what were the services that were done in the sanctuary so the Bible shows us like 
some of the birth offerings that were offered during that time and it says this is uh in Leviticus chapter 1 verse 1 uh to 5 and then verse 7 and then it says now the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tabernacle of meeting saying speak to the children of Israel and say to them when when any one of you brings an offering to the Lord you shall bring your offering of the livestock of the herd and of the flock if his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd let him offer a male without blemish so every sacrifice that you had to bring for before God you have to make sure that it doesn't have any blemish you know so as we know that all this was a symbol of Jesus you know that Jesus was to be blameless without blemish you know and then it goes on to say he shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the lord so the tabernacle of meeting this is the same thing as the sanctuary so the bible says then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him so what does this mean when he puts when he lays his hand on the head of the of the of the goat of the lamb of whatever sacrifice he is giving that meant that he was confessing his sins over you know or he was placing his sins over the sacrifice so we already know that when Jesus was crucified he carried all our sins so this is all he, it is this is what it was foreshadowing you know because when Jesus died he didn't just die you know for the sake of dying he died he died by also uh, i mean when he died he was carrying our sins so whenever we confess our sins our sins are are they're placed upon Jesus you know i mean Jesus ha- has already carried all our our sins so whenever we confess them i mean he has already carried the, he has already carried them but the bible tells us that if any man keeps sinning willingly after they have known the knowledge of the truth the bible says that there remains no sacrifice of, for, for them you know because the bible says that they keep they keep organizing the spirit of god they keep uh what is the word that the bible uses it's like you keep resisting uh, if you keep sinning willingly maybe we might fall into a temptation and uh the bible says if any man sins we have another advocate with the with the lord with the father we have an advocate to the father and that's jesus you know Jesus is our advocate he's our mediator so whenever you sin you don't have to go to a priest you don't have to go to confess to anybody unless you have sinned or you have offended that person you know unless you have sinned against that person and then you go to God and then you confess your sins and then you, they will be removed so the bible shows us that the the reason for the for for the for these offerings it was to make atonement for the sinner and atonement is like it, it was like a work of reconciliation to deal with sin with the sin problem to make you one again with God you know it was like uh, it was it was a service of reconciliation because as your sins are removed as your sins are taken away now you are already part of the family you know but any man who would not uh bring the sacrifice they had to be taken out out of the camp they they had to be cut off of the land so the bible says he shall kill the bull before the lord and the priests so the, there was a, there was a priest who was ordained to do this work in the sanctuary so the bible says the priest who is Aaron this is Moses's brother I'm sorry the priests there were so many priests and Aaron's son so Aaron who was Moses's brother he had sons and his sons they were working in the tabernacle in other in other words they were working in in the sanctuary to 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 they were work they were doing this this work for the Lord you know serving in the sanctuary to make sure that uh they're helping people with whatever with whatever services services they were given because the the work of the priest it was to it was to make sure that the person brings an offering and as the person brings bring the offering the priest he just had to i mean the bible says it let me just read it 
he say, the Bible says he shall keep the bull before the Lord and the priest Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. The sons of Aaron the prince shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire. So the Bible shows us that as the, as the, as the sacrifice is slain, you know, the priest, he had to take that blood and then go and sprinkle it. And sprinkle it before the, the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So this was uh, this was the work that was done every day. It was done in the morning and also in the evening. We already saw that the time when the uh, the prophet Daniel, when he was praying, when he was agonizing for his people, you know, when he was praying on behalf of his people, it was right after he had given, like he had offered this sacrifice, you know. And that was in the evening. So during like during the day, like the daily sacrifices, this was done like in the morning and in, in the evening. And this is what we do as well. When we when we when we kneel in the in the morning, we pray to God for the forgiveness of our sins. And when we go to to, to bed again, we pray that God forgive us of our sins. So these were things that were normal during that time. So now we saw that there were men who were ordained to do this work in the sanctuary and the Bible shows us that these men they were priests. So there is a priest but there is also a high priest. So the, a priest is somebody who was just allowed to go inside the sanctuary to just like uh, maybe sprinkle the blood or maybe uh, there are so many things that were done in the sanctuary during that time. But there was only one person who was allowed to do a specific work and he was allowed to move. There were, actually, the, the, the sanctuary, he had two apartments. And these two apartments, there was only one person who was allowed to, 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 to go into the first and the second apartment. And we will see those two apartments, uh, what they happened to be. So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 to 3 and 6, it says, now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest. So, now it's saying about us as Christians because Jesus, when he died, he, he, he didn't die and then it was over. No, he had to continue his ministry because uh, according to the Bible, if you, if you guys read the, the book of Leviticus, you will see that uh, there, was a, there was a sacrifice and when the sacrifice was offered, the priest had to continue the priest he had to continue the the priesthood he had to make sure that he do the the atonement for the sinner he had to pre he had to plead on behalf of the sinners you know there were so many uh so many things that he was ordained to do in the sanctuary so jesus he provided the the the, the sacrifice but the sacrifice that he provided it was himself but it didn't even end there he himself continued the priesthood so we we don't need any more priests in the sanctuary today. We don't need to confess to anybody today because Jesus is our high priest right now. So the Bible says that we have a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. And it says, For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. This is talking about Jesus. Inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Amen. So the Bible goes on to show us what was in the sanctuary. It says, Then indeed even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared. The first part, which I told you, the, the, the first apartment, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary, and behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, in other words, the most holy place. So the first one was called the, the holy place, uh, but here it's saying like the, the sanctuary, but that's all right. And then it says like there is... There was the second one which was called the holiest of all or the holy of holies or the most holy place which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid on the sides with uh, on the sides with gold in which were the golden pot that had the manna and reservoir that budded 
and the table and the tables and the tablets of the covenant and above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat all these things we can now now speak in detail so paul is showing us like man it is too much like there is there is a lot of things but he showed us that there were there were things that there were things that uh they were used in the sanctuary we see that there was a lampstand we see that there was showbread we see that there was um there was also an altar there was also an an altar of offering you know so this altar of offering no no, no I'm sorry the altar of scent of censer so this altar of censer which was like right right it was right in front of the of the of the veil which separated the the first apartment from the second apartment this like happened to be the place where the the the, the high priest would stand like every day like daily he would come and then he would have like a censer like a golden censer which had like smoke and then he would kind of like come uh like every day in the in the in the first apartment you know so this is just the first apartment and then he would just kind of like burn offerings you know like those like essence in and they had like sweet aromas and then this was a way to kind of like uh, it was a symbol for the prayers of the saints this is what the bible shows us in the book of revelation so those like were the things that were in the sanctuary you know and uh there there were also drinks on the on the on the table uh together with the show bread and uh If you go into the most holy place now we see the the, the tables of stones where the 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 10 commandments were written and then we also see the the rod the rod of Aaron you know which budded so I will I will advise you guys to to google it to kind of like google it and like like search out the the sanctuary or the tabernacle of meaning so you can see the pictures like everything that was in it and the bible sh- shows us that there was something else that was in in the most holy place that was the i mean like you uh, it says like there was the covenant you know there was the covenant and inside the covenant there was the the, the tablets and the tablets stores are the the ten commandments and then it shows us that above the the above the uh, above the ark of the covenant there was the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat so what does it mean on these like on, on these Ark of the Covenant you, you there were there were like two angels there were like two angels who were covering the glory of God so uh, the Bible shows us that whenever God will come to speak to his people through through the priest through the high priest he will come and uh, appear to the high priest on the mercy seat you know so what the, the priest will have to do before God comes in he had to sprinkle the blood of the sacrifices over the mercy seat you know Yeah so those were kind of like the things that he had to do the the reason for the blood it was uh it was kind of like because they were sinners the bible shows us that even the high priest themselves they had to offer sacrifices for themselves so the bible shows us that if you would just try to kind of like 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 miss anything you know or maybe try to kind of like if you would just do anything wrong and god will appear to them i mean he will kind of like you'll be like a flash you know he he will be he will be he will be he will, like he he will be he will be smitten by the glory of god you know because they had to make sure that you had to make sure that you sprinkle you sprinkle the blood before the veil you know before the veil of the tabernacle of meaning and also sprinkle it uh there was something else that the high priest had to do before he enters into the most holy place he had to sprinkle the blood over the altar of essence so the altar of essence i already told you that that symbolized like the place where the high priest had to go to to kind of like mediate for the sinners you know and uh and when he entered into the most holy place because the altar of essence it was just in the holy place you know which is the first apartment but the the in the most holy place this is where we see the ark of the covenant and then we see the mercy seat so he had to sprinkle the blood upon the mercy seat so the bible also shows us like when these things have been thus prepared the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services but into the into the second part in, into the second part the high priest went alone once a year so this is uh uh i took this uh this is quoted from hebrews 
6 to 7. So it says that he went into the second apartment. In other words, the most holy place only once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. So it, show, it shows us that there was a sacrifice that was done daily, but it's another one that was done as a as an annual as an annual as an annual practice if you will you know so that there was another one that was done like yearly you know so the one that was done every day the high priest he just had to like enter into the the holy place which is the first apartment like daily you know and offer the sacrifice for the people and then god would expect would accept the 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 offerings of the sinners but there was a day and that was called like the Yom Kippur. In other words, the day of atonement. So on this day of atonement, this was like the day of judgment. So this was the day when everybody had to make sure that they have repented all their sins. You know, they have to make sure that they have repented all their sins. And if not, they will just be cut off from the land, you know. So on the day of atonement, uh, I believe it was in it was on October 7th, something like that. I don't remember the date so well, but you can Google it. Uh, you can Google it. Uh, they can show it to you, like which day is Yom Kippur, or maybe which day is the Day of Atonement. You know, yeah, because the Jews they still practice it even today because they did not accept the sacrifice of Jesus, so they're still sacrificing. Yeah. So the Bible goes on to tell us in Hebrews 9:11 to 12 and 15. So this is like now Christ's ministry because now since Jesus is our minister in the in the heavenly sanctuary the bible it shows us that jesus himself he was working once in the holy place you know but there was a time when he entered into the most holy place you know so now the bible tells us by christ being uh being come in high priest of good things to come okay here he didn't enter into the most holy place it's just like the holy place because i will show you when Jesus entered into the most holy place. This is just talking about the holy place alone. So it says, But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, and by his own blood he entered into once in the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So we already know, I already told you that, this service was done daily. It was done daily, so they had to offer sacrifices like every day, every day, you know. But when Jesus, uh, when Jesus, uh, I mean, when the when the when when the sacrifice of Jesus was provided, uh, all we have to do is to confess daily, you know. So, so yeah, it says that he did it for once and for all you know having obtained eternal redemptions for us and it says and for this cause he is the mediator of the new testament by this means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament they which called might might receive the promise of eternal inheritance amen so if you want to understand better these sacrifices these sacrificial laws i will encourage you to read the book of leviticus either uh like from chapter 1 to to chapter 2 yeah that will help you to see how everything went like the how they they went to sacrifice all those kind of things you know and you can also read the book of exodus from from chapter 25 up to up to 40 to see how the tabernacle of meeting was built how the the israelites they brought all their the jewelries and all those kind of things and the, they, they they brought all their offerings i mean everything they had you know in order for them to to build the sanctuary so there is another thing that i told you like i told you that the high priest he had to enter once a year into the most holy place and that was on the day of atonement and that's found in leviticus chapter 16 you can see what was what was what was done on that day let me just kind of like uh give you like a short summary for that so on the day of atonement what would happen was like it was like a day of judgment and the priest he had to offer for himself and for the sinners and during that time everybody i mean everybody they have to afflict their soul they had to afflict their souls you know to make sure that every sin has been repented repented of so there were 
there was there were two goats they were sacri- uh, they were provided during that time one was to be sacrificed for the sins for the sins of Israel and then that was the that was the sacrifice of the Lord you know on behalf of the Israelites and then there was another there was another goat that was provided and that was the one which was going to carry the sins of the Israelites but this one was called this, the 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 goat of Azazel so this was this was a symbol of the devil because the one which carried the sins the one I'm sorry the one which carried the sins of the Israelites this one it carried the sins of the Israelites but at the same time it was it was cruci- i'm sorry it was it was slain you know it was sacrificed so this symbolized jesus but the other one it was taken into the wilderness you know and uh it was called the the the, the god of azazel so in other words azazel is like the devil you know you can even google it so that symbolized the devil so at the end in like in the end satan himself is going to carry the sins of the re- unrepented sinners you know and he's going to be he's going to be lost and destroyed in the end with the with the sinners who have not repented of their sins you know but Jesus has already carried our sins for those who have placed our sins upon his uh, upon him you know upon the cross of calvary so yeah so that's that's pretty much it concerning the 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 the, the ministry that was done in the sanctuary you know so now i'm going to introduce you to a to to another viewpoint right here because i want to take you to to now jesus standing in the in the sanctuary now jesus is in heaven you know now jesus is in heaven he's now working in the sanctuary he's not doing the service for us you know and this is what the the apostle john saw in the book of revelation chapter 1 from verse 10 to 13 it says i was in the spirit on the lord's day and i heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in the book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Tyatira, to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And then the Bible goes on to say, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with the garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. So here the Bible shows us that during this time Jesus was standing where in the holy place because in the holy place this is where you find the the golden lampstands you know he had it entered into the most holy place you know so here he was just like he was just like during the mediation and all that and uh yeah but the the time was not yet the the, the day uh which is the day of atonement was has not come yet you know even though even though the service that was done, that was done on the earth is kind of like um it was a foreshadow of the of the service of Jesus you know but there is a, there is something that's different about the day of atonement because the day of atonement it is not something that's done like every year this is something that's going to be done like once you know and uh we are going to see that when the day of atonement began you know because when Jesus entered into the holy place as we saw it i mean the uh, his sacrifice was accepted and all those kind of things but it was the time by the time came when he entered into the most holy place and then now he is finishing the work because that's uh because that's how the, the that's how the sanctuary was cleansed you know that's how the sanctuary was cleansed from all because it was defiled with blood and all those kind of things So they had they had to cleanse it. Yeah, so the Bible says I already I already showed you that Jesus here was standing in the most holy place. I'm sorry, in the holy place. So there was a time when Jesus entered into the most holy place and this is what the Bible shows us in Daniel 7:9 verse 9 to 10 and 13. This this is what the Bible shows us. I watched till thrones were put in place and the ancient of days was seated. So here the Bible shows us somebody He says the ancient of days the ancient of days this is talking about God the Father when the bible says his garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool his throne was a fiery flame its wheels a burning fire a fiery stream issued and came from before him and a thousand thousand ministered to him 
10,000 times, 10,000 stood before him. So these are the angels. And the Bible goes on to say, the court was seated and the books were opened. So whenever the books are opened, that means there is something written in those books. So this like, the Bible shows us that there are people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, others are written in the book of remembrance. So, I mean, it depends. It depends on your work. So, it's either your 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 name is going to be written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, because we already saw that that those who will make it, those who overcome the beast and his image and his mark, they will have to have the or those who won't be deceived by the beast, they they will have to have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. So. The Bible shows that their books were open, so this means that the judgment began during this time. The court was seated and the books were open. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. So here the Bible shows us that the Son of Man, this is Jesus, we already saw, we already saw from Revelation the vision of the Son of Man, and we, we know who this was. This was Jesus. So Daniel... He saw Jesus, you know. Then he saw Jesus moving uh, from the holy place to the most holy place because this is this is the Bible shows like this is the throne because where, where is the throne of God? Is in the temple. The, the the throne of God is in in the temple, and we already saw what was in the in the most holy place. Uh, there was a mercy seat. So the mercy seat, this is the throne of God, you know. This is the throne of God. So now we are seeing the, 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 real, the real tabernacle where God the Father is sitting and Jesus came to him. And the Bible shows us that the angels came with Jesus. So when it says the clouds, when it says the, like the clouds, he came with clouds of heaven. This, 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 is, this is not talking about literal clouds. This is talking about the angels. Yeah, so then... There is a, as you saw, as you saw that Jesus moved from the holy place to the most holy place. There was, there was a, there was a time when uh, during the Great Awakening, people did a study on this book and they misunderstood this prophecy. You know, first of all, when the Bible talks about the sanctuary be, being cleansed, and when it talks about Jesus, who is the Son of Man, coming to the Ancient of Days, some people they thought that this was the end of the world that was coming. Because it also shows us that the, the judgment was seated. So many people think, they think that, they thought, they thought that this was the end. And uh, so the Bible shows us something that took place uh, between 538 and 1798. It shows us that there was, a, there was a measurement that was done for the people of God. And it shows us like two witnesses. And the two witnesses... This is found in Revelation chapter 11 from verse 1 to 3. You know, so here it's talking about the word of God. The two witnesses is both the Old Testament and the New Testament. So the Bible says, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there, and leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it is given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city, on the food for 42 months so 42 months those like two one those are like 1260 days and then because this is like prophetic days and then when you convert it to literal that's going to give you 1260 years so we already saw that this was a time when the papacy persecuted God's people so the bible says and I will, I will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy 1260 days clothed in sackcloth so here yeah, this is this was the time when the papacy was oppressing God's people and it, it had they, it, it had kind of like hid the word of God the word of God from the people of God you know but the bible shows us that at the time of the end people are going to start having a knowledge of the truth you know so during this time at like towards the end i mean it was after it was after 1798 because we already saw that the the time when the papacy's deadly wound i mean the, when the papacy received the deadly wound it was after the 1260 years and that took place in 1798 so the bible shows us that there was a judgment that was that begins during this time after 
after they say the, the papacy received its deadly wound the bible says the seven angels sounded and there were and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdoms the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever and the 24 elders who sat before god on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped god saying so the 24 elders these are like the representatives of other worlds you know and then this time i mean jesus was given the throne you know he was given the throne and then it says uh we give you thanks oh oh glory god almighty the one who is and who was and who is to come because because you have taken your uh, your great power and reigned the nations were angry and your wrath has come and now this is something that i want to focus on this is something that i want us to focus on then the bible says in the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name small and great and should destroy those who destroyed the earth so here the bible shows us that during this time after the papacy received its deadly wound the judgment begin and then the 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 dead people like people who are dead right now they're being judged somebody might say man that sounds crazy like how can somebody be judged when they're not looking at their cases so do not worry because this is not talking about the wicked people this is just like the righteous beginning from adam up to the last person who's going to make their final decision so when is the when is the because this is this is called the investigative judgment so the investigative judge is in the the investigative judgment you remember the bible says in ecclesiastes that god will judge both the righteous and the wicked so you might ask yourself like okay so when are the righteous going to be judged so it was after it was after the, the papacy received its deadly wound and this is what we are going to be seeing over here yeah the bible shows us that they dead they were judged you know they were judged but these are not the wicked because the wicked are going to be judged after the second resur- resurrection you know so the bible says then the temple of god was opened in heaven and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple and there were lightnings noises thunderings and earthquake and great hail so here the bible shows us that during this time as jesus moved to the most holy place in revelation now it's showing us that the ark of the covenant was shown you know john the revelator he saw the the ark of the covenant which means that during this time he was shown in, in the most holy place because we saw that it was the it was the ark of the covenant which was in the most holy place during this time so this means that this this is when the day of atonement begin so somebody might ask themselves like okay what is the prophetic time you're just saying like it started after the papacy received the deadly wound but when was that time so we are going to see it so there is a message there was a message that was sealed and after we see the fulfillment of this we can be able to determine like what what happened during this time when did the investigative judgment begin when were the dead when did when did the judgment of the dead begin so the bible shows us in revelation chapter 10 from verse 1 to 4 and it says I saw I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was on his head his face was like the sun this is talking about Jesus and his feet like the pillars of fire he had a little book open in his hand and he said his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land and he cried with a loud voice and when the lad and when the lion rose okay this was like a comparison like with a loud voice as when the lion rose when he cried out seven thunders uttered their voices and guess what happened during this time he goes on to say now when the seven thunders uttered their voices i was about to write but i heard a voice from heaven saying to me seal up the things which the seven thunders uttered and do not write them so here like first of all you remember i don't know if i read this maybe i might not have read this Maybe I I didn't kind of like cover that. It's in if it's found in Revelation chapter chapter one. I believe it's like maybe verse fourteen, something like that, where Jesus tells the apostle uh, the apostle John, he tells him like, whatever whatever you see, write it down. You know, write everything that you see. But this time Jesus he's telling the like the apostle John like, do not write these things. Do not write them. Like seal them up. 
seal them up you know seal them up do not write them and then because i want us to kind of like connect the book of daniel and revelation to see how the bible harmonizes you know like how the bible explains itself you know how this the passages of the of the bible they harmonize with each other so the bible shows us in the book of daniel chapter 12 verse 4 and it says by you daniel shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase so here the bible is showing us the same thing that we just saw in the book of revelation because the apostle john was told to seal up the things which he saw he was told to 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 not write them and now daniel is also told to seal the book so this book in contains it contains like it carries a message and this message it has not been revealed yet because the bible says that is it has been sealed you have heard so many people who say like the book of revelation and daniel they cannot be understood you know there are so many people who say that the book of revelation then daniel they cannot be understood but there is only one reason and you are going to see it so there's something that happened now let's go back to the to john now Revelation 10 verse 5 to 7 the Bible says then then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever and he said like who created heaven and the things that are in it the earth and the things that are in it the sea and the things that are in it that there should be delay no longer but in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel when he is about to sound the mystery of god will be finished as he de- as he declared to his servants the prophets so first of all here are a few things that i want to kind of like talk about here the the angel that the apostle john saw he swore he swore to heaven by him who lives and he say like there should not be time no longer in other words like they should you know they sh- i mean i'm here i was using the new king james version but the king james the king james version it say there should be time no longer so this was the last time prophecy that was given so after this time prophecy there is no other time prophecy that's given to God's people and that's why we shouldn't be time sending like when Jesus is coming and all those kind of things because during this time it was told that there shouldn't be any time longer and in other words it's like there shouldn't be any delay longer is like this is when the last this is when the end time begins you know so that's when the end time begins and whatever message was sealed during that time it was the message of the end time you know so here the bible here the bible is showing us that after the seventh after the seventh angel is about to sound the mystery of god will be finished somebody will ask themselves like what is the mystery of god the bible shows us that the mystery of god it is christ in us the hope of glory you know So the hope of glory what is what does it mean that means when God's people have been perfected when God's people have reflected the character of Jesus this is when this is when the seventh angel will sound you know this is the seventh angel will sound because the seventh angel he is the last angel we don't have a ninth angel we don't have the ninth angel we don't have the tenth angel we only have seven angels so the seven angels you guys already know the seven means completion so there is the first one second one whatever you know but here the bible shows us that the last angel before he sounds god's people will be ready you know they will be ready but they, this message must be unsealed in order for god's people to be awakened so there is another thing that the bible shows us in daniel chapter 12 from verse 5 to 7 i'm going back there so it says then i daniel looked and there stood two others one on this river bank and the other on that river bank Here Daniel is seeing two men as well just like the apostle John saw two men you know so these are the same people these are the same people Gabriel and Jesus you know so it says and one said to the men clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be then i heard the men clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to the heaven and swore by him who lives forever I mean, can you guys see how the Bible harmonizes? And it says that it shall be for a time, times and half a time, and when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. I mean, the same thing that we just saw in the book of Revelation. You know, 
he swore and he said like, okay, this time he has provided a time. And the, when he says like, like a time and half a times and all those kind of things, this is like three and a half years. And if you convert this to literal days, this is going to take you to 1,260 days. And if you convert it to, uh, if you convert them, it's going to get, if you're going to convert them to years, it's going to, um, because these are like prophetic days. And this in this means that these are like 1260 years i already told you that after 1798 after the papacy received the deadly wound we're gonna see the judgment beginning but the bible hasn't given us this the specific time when the judgment begins because the judgment begins on the day of atonement you know the day the in other words the investigative judgment so the bible goes on to say here now, Daniel, he's confused. He's, he's saying like, in the book of Daniel now, chapter, eight, uh, chapter 12, verse 8 to 12, he says, Although I heard it, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the, uh, till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. So here the Bible shows us that a time is coming, a time is coming uh, when people will understand, when God's people will understand, those who have been studying their Bibles, you know, diligently, those who have the spirit, of, the spirit of God, you know, they will understand it, but the wicked, they will not understand it. They will despise the message that, that is going to be given. And you are going to see, uh, we are going to see, next time this message that the wicked will not be able to understand especially during our time many people they can't they they're, they're not able to understand the book of daniel and revelation you know so the bible says it goes on to say and from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up there shall be 1290 days <clears throat> Blessed, blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. So here the Bible is giving us like, like, like prophetic days. Now we're going to do some calculations. So let's, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of like uh, use the, use the translation. That there is an explanation that, that there is a book that I read here and they give, they give it an explanation of all these things. So. The Bible has given us a, a time prophecy. It said, it said like, the first one, it was 1,290 days. And then it also says, like, blessed is he who waits until, until when? 1,335 days. So we're going to see like what happened during this time. So the explanation says it meant when pagan Rome lost its power, and papal Rome began to be set up, the, uh, the prophecy was to begin. This happened in 508 AD. And then the 100, 290 years, which is the, we already saw that these were days, but this according to prophecy, a day equals a year, so these are years. So from that point comes again to 798. Already, we already saw this, that this is when the papacy received its deadly wound. And then he goes on to say, Clovis, king of the Franks, dedicated his word and his stone to the papacy in 8496 and then began the war against the three horns uh in other words the three kingdoms the ostrogoths vandals and herolites and then in 538 the last of them was driven from rome and the papal bull i'm sorry the papal horn was ruling the the world there there we see one one thousand three hundred thirty five years you know which starts at the same place in 500 880 and then he says and comes to 1848 40, 43 and then he says jesus said there, there there is a blessing on that year because he says like blessed are those who come to that to the end of those years you know and then he says uh like what happened in that year he says well the message of the time prophecies of daniel were preached with great power we call it the midnight cry and then they, it's kind of like reminding us of uh, what jesus prophesied when you say like the five foolish virgins, so that's when the message of the loud cry was given, like go ye out to meet the bridegroom. So that was the time and uh, the, the, the virgins, the women, they represent the churches, you know. So some are foolish, some are wise. The Bible showed us that. 
some like the foolish or the wicked they will not be able to understand but the the wise they will be able to understand so there is a now there is something else that the bible shows us as i told you the 2300 days you know i didn't show you the calculation to show you like what like where does this time prophecy takes us so the 2300 days if you just remember what i told you i say that we are going to start counting from the time when the uh when the decree was when the when the decree went forth from Adi, Adi, from the king of Medo Persia Artaxerxes that was in 5457 and then we're just going to be like going forward 200 uh, like to like 23 2300 years so that's going to take us to 1844 if you remove the the, the zero year prophecy right so now and um uh, that's going to take us to 1844 so as we just saw the the 1335 years this takes us to the time when the loud cry message was preached you know so there was something that happened there was something that happened there was something that happened and that, that's that, that's what I want, want to kind of like close with uh during that time there was an experience an experience when these pe- which these people who preached the loud cry message had so the bible says Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth so I went to the angel and said to him give me the book give me the little book and he said to me take and eat it you will be you will make your stomach bitter but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth but when I had eaten it my stomach became bitter so you already you remember you remember that there, there was a message that i said that it was sealed the same book that was sealed the same message that was sealed during this time because because this time because as you see during this time the message was sealed so the, the like the people they, they were not able to understand it yeah so With that being said, uh the the experience that I had, it was bitter. They had a, a bitter experience. The message was sweet as honey, but in their when when the when the time came, they were disappointed because they were expecting that Jesus to come. As I already told you, when people study the book of Daniel in chapter 8 and chapter 7, they thought that Jesus was coming in 1844, but it was not true because Jesus was only moving from the holy place from the holy place to the most holy place and then they also thought that the 2300 days like like uh in other words 2300 years which is which takes us to 1844 which is when they thought that that's when Jesus was coming they had a bitter experience because Jesus did not come so the bible show, shows us in the book of Daniel and and uh, Daniel was told but go you but go your way till the end for you shall rest and rise to your inheritance at the end of the days and then as we go back to revelation the bible says like after these people had this like bitter experience then the the angel said to john you must prophesy again about many peoples nations tongues and kings so what is this message that must be preached to uh because as we saw the this like this this time prophecy is fulfilled is fulfilled at the time of the end and the time of the end is be, it begins at 1844 and then the bible tells us in Matthew 24 uh verse 14 it says us that there is a message that must be preached to bring about the end and then it says and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come so if you look in the book of Revelation chapter 14 there are three messages which are preached but I'm only going to read the first angel's message because it's an angel's message so here the bible says then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach those who dwell on the earth to every tribe nation tongue and people saying with a loud voice fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and the springs of water so this is what the and 
the this is what the angel says like give god and like fear god and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come so this is the first angel's message this is the first message that was preached during that time to prepare a people for the coming of jesus after people they had a bitter experience after people they uh they 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 they, they, they were disappointed you know so they were told to keep prophesying again to prophesy again to many to many people you know to many nations so and this message has been preached since 18 1844 since then and is still being preached even until today so there are other two messages that are also that are also preached you know but we are going to cover those things next time as we look at the beast and uh, and the image of the beast and the mark of the beast as well so i hope everybody enjoyed this segment i hope everybody enjoyed uh the the studies as we go went over it and i hope to see you next time by god's grace god bless Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or prophecy topic suggestions, you can send them to Jerry at Jerry Incubito, or you can send it to me at Born to Bibsy on Instagram or Facebook. Please like and share this episode with your friends and family members. And as we always say, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Wait I say on the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 14. Make sure to be back next week for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.